0: We did have a bunch of trades. Remember I was telling you yesterday, it felt like, and I didn't look this up or anything, and now obviously after it came out, it felt like it was a crazy day or or trade deadline with all the rumors, all the trades that already did happen prior to the deadline yesterday, and then we saw a bunch more. Now, nothing with Eli Moore, nothing with the Giants, but still a ton of trades around the NFL, crazy, and it's good to see, I like that action where you're seeing some big names you know, um, in different places, Bradley Chubb may the most important trade. My, I think Miami man, is going to be really uh, – Miami is going to be a dangerous team. Not on the Bills level, I don't think, although they can handle the Bills, as you saw with the win this year. But Miami is, is dangerous. And, you look, Philadelphia adding Quinn. I know but I'm talking about yesterday, the trades. How about Calvin Ridley, that loser? Atlanta, a former number one pick, has to trade this loser, Calvin Ridley, because he gambled – on the NFL and his own team, they get a fifth-round pick and a second-round pick, a conditional fifth-round pick, and then a conditional second-round pick. Uh, I mean, just a a terrible trade um, for a, for Atlanta for Calvin Ridley. I mean, this guy was a, once a stud. What happened, Fleeks? Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, Fleeks just sent me the trade. The a couple of tweets on these trades here. There were a record, this is from Adam Schefter, there were a record 10 trades made yesterday. The most ever made on any NFL trade deadline day. Isn't that insane? Ever since the league pushed uh, back the trade deadline to the Tuesday after week eight in 2012, there's been a lot more movement within a week of the deadline. Yeah, and you know that's a good thing. You want to see some action. And dating back to 2012, there were... Two uh the week of one on deadline day. And let's see, five here. Yeah. I mean,
1: you you're looking at a a bunch of transactions. It's gotten better. And even still, week eight seems early. It's more than halfway or a little before the halfway point in the season, about halfway for some teams. But like could you imagine if baseball the trade deadline was June thirtieth instead of the end of July, early August, there would be like nothing done most teams would have no idea whether or not they were in the race. So when would you do it? Wait a couple of weeks? Well, they push it back. God, that maybe like every year you move it back another week and eventually you get to like week 10 or week 11. See what happens. Yeah, I feel like week 11 might be a little late. Although now with the season extended of, a little bit. So maybe t- week 10 out of an 18-week season? Right. Uh, yeah, man, probably I mean, get maybe even more. Four, there's probably a couple teams that, you know, if they lose another game or two in the next week. Like I know they won on Monday night and they saved their season. The Browns. Get to three and five, but they have a couple tough games coming up. If there's three and six, three and seven, they don't sell off a couple pieces. Yeah, I mean potentially. I, I like it. I like the action. I think it's smart. And you're seeing teams,
0: you know, the Hawkinson trade. You're seeing teams, both teams, either going forward or just trying to swap pieces. You know, certain teams getting picks for it moving forward. I love the action. I think it's great for what we do, of course, and everybody gets into it. And that's what was kind of new for me yesterday. I was like, wow, the NFL trade deadline, like that actually means something. Where in other sports, we know it means a ton. Who's going to you know beef up their roster, whether it's the NHL, the NBA, what type of deals are you going to be able to make? Obviously, Major League Baseball is the best one, at least in my opinion. But
1: usually with the NFL, it's not impactful. Well, those leagues too. You mentioned the NBA and the NHL. The trade deadline is a lot later right. in the season. Right, so it, it brings them to the three quarters mark, then halfway.
0: You know what's weird though? I was I was reading something or watching something where the Giants. It was Joe Shane, I think he had his conference. He was like, "Well, we got nine weeks left. We're still going to evaluate Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley." And they were talking about like if they were going to give extensions. This would be the week to do it on the bye week. He wasn't talking about them specifically, but just in general. But he's like, "Oh, we got nine games left." And I'm like, "Damn, that's it. Nine games left. Like that's not a lot." I mean, we're almost halfway home already. Six and two. It seems so early on, but there's not that many games left. We're halfway home. I would. I personally will move it back one more week. I think that would be fine. If you want to go to week ten,
1: that's okay too. I think nine or ten would be the would be the right spot, especially with seventeen games. Make it so that at, you know every team has played. You know, I think that's where week ten would come in. Every team has played at least nine games by that point. Every right. team is at least halfway through their schedule. And should have a good idea whether they're a real contender or not.
0: Yeah, I, I like that because I do think the action, the more action, the better it is. Doug is calling from Long Island. Doug, good to hear from you. Where you been? And I told
2: you, it's, I, I don't. I'm not overnights no more. My my daughter has to be up early, and if I wake my daughter, my you know I might be talking to you, and I might just not talk anymore. My wife will hit me with a frying pan or something to be over.
0: I, I know the feeling. Kind to
2: yeah. keep it on the down low.
0: I get it, yeah. All right.
2: I, I got to go at you with this Zach Wilson thing. And before we even start, I was as high on Zach Wilson as anyone. Um, like, people are killing the offensive coordinator. And for people who call the offensive coordinator, he was gifted by Joe Douglas two offensive studs. He has gotten the most out of Wilson and Bryce Hall. My problem... With Zach Wilson, is he just has regressed as far as how he processes the game. And that, to me, is a bad sign. And he reminds me of years ago, of Browning Nagel.
0: Oh, All God. the talent
2: in the world, nothing upstairs. Sal, so I watched the game. The kid just does not see the ever there, but
0: regress regress from what? There's not much for me to regress from. I mean, he didn't play a full season last year. He hasn't played a full season this year. We're eight weeks a in. Full season now. He's played 18 games. Well, no, he's never had a full season from start to finish. But yes, but he, he started 18, 18 games. games. I no, I get it, but again, it was choppy yeah. last year, pre-injury, post-injury, and then again this year, starting the season, you know, uh, injured, and then coming back recently. I just, what did he regress from exactly?
2: It, I think the first game they take the training wheels off him. He just, my thing with Donald, that really bothered me about Donald was every game. He made one head-scratching throw. Zach made three in the same, in the second, like two in the second half were crucial. And then, then I got, like, on the way home, somebody sends me, you know, the the Twitter interview after the game. Zach got me sick to my stomach. Like, you
0: you sure I wasn't drinking too 8-4. much
2: at the game? No, no, no. Because,
0: you know, I've seen you at, at City Field during the postseason. Uh, and, you know.
2: Oh, know. Oh, my God. I wish you were there, So <laughs> I was in rare form with the Patriots fans. And that is probably another reason this loss has eaten away at me more than ever, is because of the way the Patriots fans were. They were like – and I'll give the Jets fans that with their credit because the Jets fan base gets killed for not supporting this team the fans were out in full force. The fans were there. That place was rocking. And as soon as that interception happened, and I'll say this, he did hit him late, but this league is so soft. This league needs to get more consistent
0: Right, but it's a penalty, and and that's not even one. It's not. It's probably. It's probably not even a top five of worst calls this year in roughing the. As far as roughing the passer goes, yeah.
2: And and last year I lost back Wilson. They didn't protect him against the Patriots when Judah hit him late. Right. And and I'll tell you another thing. I'm getting, and I never ever cry to you about arms. I never cry to you about refs. The the Green Bay game two weeks ago, Brees Hall gets hit way late out of bounds. The referee's reaching for the flag twice and then mysteriously forgot that he was reaching for the flag. And I'm going to send you the tweet of the, the play happens right in front of me. The Myers touchdown, the Patriots scored to open the second half. Mm-hmm. The tight end, Henry, you cannot block a defensive player until the quarterback releases the ball. It was a pick play, that play they scored. Henry blocks uh, Sauce into the end zone, And Myers has an easy touchdown because it's a pick play. That should have been 15 yards and should not have been a touchdown. It should have been 10-9 Jets. And listen, they lost the game because of Wilson. I'm not even going to blame it on the refs. I'm not going to blame it on the the interception
0: that got returned. Oh, you're not going to blame it on the special teams. You're not going to blame it on Frank Lamar. You're going to pin it on Zach Wilson. Wilson. Right. Well, you and everybody else except for me, it feels like. No, because
2: you know what? I love the kid. I still think that you know he can turn it around, but that doesn't mean he can't be held accountable. Well, well,
0: by the way, by the way, Doug, just for the record, I think we're in agreement here because I would and did hold him accountable for a horrible game. You can't make those throws, you can't have those interceptions, and expect to be Bill Belichick and the Patriots. My issue was not with Wilson's performance. I mean, obviously it was, but it was with the people who were jumping off the bandwagon saying he's. Not the guy after this. I don't know how you could definitively say that. I get the frustration and anger, but I, I don't get how you can all of a sudden go from, oh, yeah, we like Wilson and we believe he could be the guy to one bad game, horrific throws, mind you, but still to believe that he's not the guy.
2: I I don't think he's going to be that franchise quarterback. I'm, that doesn't mean he can't be a game manager or whatever, but I just I, he has no respect for the ball. And the thing that killed me, the people told me to for 350 yards. He should have thrown for 500. And there are people complaining why they didn't run the ball more. Plus, I was there. They loaded the box up. He had guys. Sorry, he had guys open all day. And the other thing, especially when they needed to score before the two-minute warning, so that they could get the ball back, because you know the onside kicks are hard. On the second down play from the two-yard line, we're standing there, and me and my buddy yell, "He's going to get sacked here." He doesn't even see it. And then Michael Carter, who everybody loves, Michael Carter misses a block, and, and he loses seven yards, and then they score after the two-minute one. He just, to me, he's just not picking things up and processing it. And what I heard from him after the game, really disappointed
0: me. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's even worse. And thank you for the call, Doug. Always appreciate you taking the time to give us a call here. And I know the circumstances is not as easy as maybe they once were where you work in the overnight. It's difficult to, to get away from the wife and, and not wake up the daughter because you'd be in big trouble. You don't want to be in the outhouse just for calling me on the overnight. But I do appreciate it. Look, here's the bottom line. He's got to improve. I mean, we could talk about it to we blue in the face. If he does not get smarter and stop making bad decisions, he will be benched and the Jets will have to find a new quarterback. But I love his skill set. I'd like to see him mature a little bit. And take more accountability, but those are things I believe he can improve on. If not this year, then certainly by next year. I can I get three, can I get at least two full years to evaluate him? I'd like three, but can I get two full years? Not eighteen games, especially not with that talent.